Hey, what's up, guys? Marcelo here. Great to have you guys back. It's amazing to have you guys back because this is another episode of the English do Marcelo podcast. And today I have a very special guest here with us for you. I actually, we had me and my guest, we had a quick chit chat on a live stream I did one of those day, one of these days and I just liked her story so much I was like man we have to <laughs> record something together you got to tell this story <laughs> to you know my audience and I'm pretty sure you guys are going to like the story you guys are going to get inspired by it and also you're going to practice your listening which is <laughs> you know the main goal here of this you know, podcast. So, you know, I would like to introduce you guys to Lucia. Lucia, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you. Hey, Marcelo, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so happy to be here. And, and I love your podcast. So it's an honor to me. Thank you so much. The podcast is a baby. We still have like six episodes, <laughs> but I, I received these messages And it's crazy because we don't have that many listeners, but the messages yet. I get are, are always, yet, <laughs> they're <laughs> always like, hey, Marcel, I really like your podcast. I like the format. I like it's all in English. I like people tell their stories, you know, I like to have guests and everything. So, and many people watch the video uh, version as well on YouTube. So, you know, uh, well, thank you, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. All right. So, guys, I brought Lucia here because, as I told you, we had this live stream. And um, she, she told me a little bit about her story and how she learned English, how she became an English teacher. And I brought her here just to share that with you guys because, I, right, Lucia knows. I was like, I was impressed. I was, oh my <laughs> goodness, that's, that's so nice. And you told me just like, I think we were live for like 10 minutes. 10 minutes, yes, that's right. And I got hooked in. I said, okay, I, you know, <laughs> I'm hooked. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Lucia, I brought you here to tell your story. And let's start from the beginning. I'll, I'll just, you know, try to ask you some questions and all that. Okay. And if you want to just, you know, yeah, let's see. Let's see how it's going to work. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. I don't know how to do this. Uh, I mean, I'm not a, an interviewer. Anyways, Lucia, so tell me, um, where are you from? <laughs> Okay, I am from originally from Sao Paulo. I was raised, I forgot to tell you that day, I was raised in Porto Alegre, Rio Grande oh. do Sul. And now I live in Belém do Pará. All <laughs> so right. Far. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but I lived in Palmas Tocantins for a long time. So Palmas and Pará, I think like it's one of those states that they, you know, they connect. I'm mm -hmm. not sure, but there were yeah. so many people from Pará in Palmas. Really? <laughs> yes. And um, and have you ever been to Pará? No, <laughs> never. Oh, you have to. You have to come visit. It's it's I, a, a great city. The, yes. Extremely delicious food, let me tell you. Really? Yep. I know the acai is good, right? Oh, yeah. The acai is the real thing, the real deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Um, Mm -hmm. So the, the story, uh, I just wanted to mention that because one of the schools that I worked for in 
Palmas was a school called okay. Mines, and they are really strong in Para. Oh yeah, that's true. That's right. <laughs> yeah, all my bosses, like my the, the coordinator and you know the people that um, you know just put the school there in Palmas, they were from Para. So that's why I'm go. telling you that I like Para because you have a connection. You have I have a connection. A connection. Yes, <laughs> those, those were good days. Good people. They taught me a lot. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's wonderful. <laughs> okay, so you're from Sao Paulo, but you, uh, you know, were ra was raised in Porto Alegre. Yeah, I grew up in Porto Alegre. Mm -hmm. and until I, I went to the U.S., and then I never went back to the South. <laughs> okay, so when did you go to the U.S.? Okay. Uh, can I can I start telling when, how I learned English? You see, like, I don't know how to do this. Just no, yeah, tell you me. Do. No, <laughs> you do. No, no I'm gonna figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna repeat some that I, I started telling you on Monday. Um, I was 13 years old, and I told you back then, no internet, um, no real tools other than books to learn English and language schools, of course. Yeah. So, um, and I saw the, uh, this cousin of mine, their, her neighbor, they were Americans and they would speak to each other in English. And I, I thought to myself, I would, you know, I was so impressed and I thought, well, I want to speak English like them. I want to, I want to learn English. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It sounds so beautiful. And then I started studying on my own through books and um, through music too, through songs. I would listen and write down, try to write down the lyrics. And then um, I went, I started attending a language school, okay. but I thought it was too slow, the process, and I <laughs> wanted to learn faster. So I started studying on my own, own and then I decided to uh, be part in an exchange program. Right. And uh, how old were you? I was 17. 17. So you started yes. when you, you was like 13? 13. So you yes. were 13 years old and then you started to learn the language by just listening to songs and trying to write the words down. Basically, yes. That's, that's insane. With the help of books and uh, language schools. But I attended language schools like for a year and a half only. And okay. uh, so most of my of the English I learned before I went to the U.S., was because of the songs that I would right. listen to and yeah. try to translate. <laughs> I think so many people learn, you know, through music. And I always tell my students, guys, there are so many people that learn like that. And it's, it's not a coincidence. It's mm -hmm. because it really helps you are listening to the language, you know, exactly. and trying to repeat the words, trying to uh, understand what the person is saying that helps your brain to, you know, that trains your brain to understand the language. Yes. Plus, Marcelo, music involves emotion. And every time you involve emotion in the learning process, hey, it's True. it's a glue. It works like a glue, right? You, you don't True. forget. So yeah. <laughs> I, had, I, I just had a great time learning English like that. Awesome. But eventually I had to study. Uh, I mean, it wasn't fun all the time. I did study the language. Yeah. I would study on my own every day, like you always say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on your Instagram. I mean, uh, it's, get, it's getting like annoying already. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, there is no magic formula. You have to study. You have to learn the structure of the language. 
Um, there's no other way around. And I did study hard. Um, one thing I had a, a, a teacher in high school who um, wanted us, had us actually, he forced us, <laughs> memorize the irregular verbs, right? So, and I was so scared by that because look, I, he would come in, into class and he would say, he would point to you, for example, and he would say, stand up, Lucy, stand up. Now tell me the simple past and past participle of the verb to know. And I had to know because, oh my God, wow. right? <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to be embarrassed in front of the whole group. Yeah. So I started studying. I put the verbs on my wall and I learned most of the regular verbs. And that way I learned a lot of vocabulary too. Yeah, of course. So it was, it's like an everyday thing, as you said. And you also had a, a teacher that wasn't an easy one. So he would put you in difficult situations, which sometimes helps because helps. then you'll never forget that moment yeah. where you had to stand up and say the verb no in the past and past participle, even if you didn't know, when you learned it, you were like, man, I will never go through this again. I will. Exactly. <laughs> so I hated the guy that, at the time. <laughs> But you know what? Years later, after I had come back from the U.S., I met him and I said to him, look, you don't remember me, probably. I don't think he did. But mm -hmm. I have to thank you. I mean, um, I learned English and my life changed because of you. <laughs> oh, that's that's so nice so, to hear. That's yeah. what the professor, like, like the, the teacher, you know, the, they live for that. I live for yeah, that. I really want, true. you know, I, I love when students come to me and go like, teacher, thank you so much for being there for me. I think it's just, <laughs> it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, oh, great. So then you were studying in this language. You went there for like one year for in the yeah, language. Yeah, a year and a half. A year and, year and a half. half. And then you decided, yeah. okay, I want to go to the U.S. and be a part of this exchanging exchange program. How was that decision? Like, did your parents support you? How was it? Yes, uh, my best friend at the time, she uh, decided to go on this exchange program. And, uh, wow, I said to my, I, I, I thought, well, I want to go too, you know, uh -huh. because I thought it was such an amazing experience. I had never even thought of doing something like that hmm. because back then we didn't have any, you know, incentives to, to do that. Mm -hmm. It was something that very little, very, I mean, not many people would do, you know? So I told my parents and, um, they were like, okay. But my sister wanted to go too. So she was older than me and she had the age limit. So she went first. She spent a year there mm. and uh, in Pennsylvania. And we would write letters to each other because remember, no internet and phone calls <laughs> were so expensive at that time. Wow. So she would write letters to me in English and I would write back. So that yeah. helped me a lot too. Cool. So after one year, after she came back, I went as an exchange student. I went uh, to Florida in mm -hmm. a family in Florida. And that was crazy. The family uh, didn't work out and uh, wow. I had many problems with the family. So they transferred me to the same town as my sister lived in Pennsylvania, but wow. with another family. 
Yeah. That's far. For you guys that don't know, Florida is like in the south of the United States and Pennsylvania is right next to Boston. So it's a what, four hour flight, three hour flight. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it's far. So, which I, I really uh, appreciated because you know what? It was funny, Marcelo. I wasn't learning much of English in Florida because all I would hear was Spanish. Spanish, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, I came here to learn English. I tell this story all the time. Like, last time I went to Miami, and I knew Miami was, like, very, you know, um, Latin. Mm -hmm. uh, but I saw a bakery, and then I saw, like, a donut. A sonho, it was just like a sonho, Brazilian sonho. Okay. Like, man, this is a this is just like the sonho that I know from, from Brazil. I'm gonna, you know, go there and order it. And then I said, Hey, um, how much for that donut? And the girl was like, No, no English, no English, no hablo. Oh. I said, Wow. I said, How much? <laughs> I mean, I didn't I didn't ask a very difficult question. It was how much exactly. And the person was like, No English, no English, no hablo English. I, wow. I, can, you, can you imagine, like, I was thinking, like, man, this is, I mean, you have to learn Spanish. There's no way. There. There's no way, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, people in Florida speak Spanish fluently. I mean, um, Americans and some Brazilians who live there. They have so, to. <laughs> they have to. There's no uh, other way. So I was happy that I'm, Pennsylvania, there was no Spanish at all back mm. then. Because now it's it's uh, different, mm -hmm. but uh, so I mean I I was able to spend nine months with English only to the point that when I came back to Brazil I had to think to speak Portuguese. Wow, that's it that's was so weird. A level of immersion <laughs> that you almost you can't find nowadays because of the no. internet because of you know you just can't find it anymore. That's uh, true. Even if you guys go to. Um, to another country and go like, okay, I want to be fully immersed in the language. If you open your Instagram, you're going to listen to Portuguese again. So True. imagine back then you didn't have anything like that. You, no. <laughs> Lucia had Only her and, and letters, right? <laughs> you, and, letter, and I remember I would call my family once a month because it was really expensive for 20 minutes, like most. And uh, so imagine I would speak Portuguese once a month. And that wow. was it. Yes, that's, oh. yeah, you can't find that anymore. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it was, I mean, it was an, a wonderful experience. And the family I lived with, they, uh, she was, at the time, she's retired now. She's a pediatrician, mm. never got married, but she decided to adopt two children from Poland. Wow. And, but she, so when she took me as a, an exchange student, she said, she told me about the, the adoption process, but she said, look, I don't know when they are going to come because they never know, right? It could mm. take like years or it could be uh, faster. So I arrived in November and the kids arrived in January. Wow. And they were nine and 10 years old, didn't know a word in English. I didn't know Polish. <laughs> it was an interesting experience, let me tell you. My goodness. So you, you like you had to teach them. <laughs> so what you what you knew, like <laughs> Yeah, we would mimic a lot in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I mean she hired a, a, a Polish uh, tutor and translator because it was just you know impossible. Mm -hmm. And but and the kids picked up real fast uh, mm -hmm. English. So you know yeah. kids. Kids. So, yeah, and uh, 
it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. And I told you uh, on Monday, after being with them for almost a year, uh, she offered me to stay and attend the local university. Yeah, that was the thing Remember? that I really liked. So you you went there to stay for a year. For a year. It was a one-year exchange program. Okay. High, and, because we would attend high school, like the senior year. Uh-huh. And then I graduated from high from high school and my program was coming to an end and I was coming home when she offered me. She she was very serious about it. She said why don't you stay with us? Because you're wow. part of the family and we don't want to lose you. And the kids didn't want me to, to go back, come back. Wow. So, and I said, look, I really love you guys. And I had the best time here with you, but I have to go back because I have other plans for my life. I wanted to go to law school mm. and in Brazil is different, right? Yes. So, And I said, thank you so much for the opportunity, but no, I'm going back. So I came back to Brazil, started studying for a vegetable lab, mm -hmm. didn't pass. Yeah. So she offered again. And I said, you know what? I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to turn you down this time. Right. So I did. And I spent four years. Um, I graduated in business administration from Wilkes University in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Wow. That's amazing. And it, it was an amazing experience. So um, that was like the undergrad level. So four years? Four years. Yeah. Bachelor's degree. Would you I would you go back to Brazil like in December or whatever? Yes, I would. July. I would go. I, I would come back uh, every year cool, cool. for a month. Or yeah, so. just to see your just family. Just to visit my that. family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my family had the chance to go visit me too. Wow. So. That's amazing. I, that's, that's a great story because you hear so many stories of, you know, these um, interchange things going wrong, mm -hmm. like going really yes. south. And to, yeah. have a, uh, to have a family that, yeah, in this case, a woman, right? Mm -hmm. To really offer you this opportunity. I mean, it's just, just a blessing. <laughs> yes, it is. And, uh, But I was telling you also that I only came back to Brazil after college because I met my husband online. Right. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another is that another story. That's that I another to. story. <laughs> At a time in which um, there was no commercial internet available, the internet was only available for um, higher education institutions, so oh. colleges, universities. And my husband was doing his master's degree in at USP in Sao Paulo, okay. and I was there. And this this Korean guy came to me and said, to me, "I didn't even know what the internet was. I didn't even know you could talk to people over the internet, right?" Uh -huh. So, and this Korean guy came to me and he said, "Do you know you can talk to to people in your country for free?" And I'm like, "Excuse <laughs> me." Say that again. I don't think I understood what you said. You said, yeah, you can talk to people in your country for free. And I'm like, are you serious? Show me now. So he put me on IRC, not ICQ, Marcelo, <laughs> IRC, which stands for Internet Relay Chat. Right. It was, um, you would give a DOS command. And he put me on channel. They, 
at that time we, we separated hmm. called channels. He put me on channel Brazil. Okay. And that's when I met my husband. That is crazy. Crazy. But of course we became friends and we started, sure. you know, talking, uh, in private. And, uh, so, but I met a lot of people, uh, Brazilians who were, studying in the US mm -hmm. or in Brazil. That was 1995, August right. of 1995. Mm -hmm. And then uh, eventually one of these times that I came to Brazil, we met at the airport. And uh, then he went to visit me in Porto Alegre too. And uh, he went, in 1997, he went to the U.S. for his Ph.D. program, part of his Ph.D. program. Okay. But guess where? In California. Oh, my <laughs> so gosh. We so were fun. like, <laughs> yes, three hour, three, a three-hour difference uh, yeah. in phone calls and everything. So, but uh, after that, I graduated mm -hmm. and he proposed to me. And we came back to Brazil and we got married. That's that. Oh my gosh. That's such a beautiful story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people, they, you know, you see guys, you can, you can meet people through the internet. I mean, nowadays people know that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I use, I use, because I met my wife online as well. Really? So, Marcelo? Yeah. How but, was that? Um, she was like, I was a part of this church. And mm -hmm. she was going to transfer from her church in Brasilia to this church in Palmas. Okay. And I was the administrator of the Orcute community. <laughs> yeah. So she contacted me and we started talking. She was like, hey, um, I'm going to your church. I want to know the people there and everything. And I'm like, yeah, just come on over. I'm going to hook you up and everything. So <laughs> that was that's how it happened. But. You know, that was seven years, no, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And when we used to tell people, like, we met online, people would be like, whoa. I know, yes. That's impossible. <laughs> But nowadays, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it that's the new the normal, right? <laughs> the new normal, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lucia, and then, so, uh, if you mind me asking, your husband, no. is he the, uh, in the same field as you? Like, what? No. Business and languages? Oh, and I have to tell you how I became an English teacher, right? Right, because, uh, yeah, you graduated in business. In business, yes. Yeah, okay. So, uh, after my, my husband is a, an agronomist, a researcher. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, after I came back to Brazil, I had to find a job. Mm -hmm. So, in the meantime... I started studying, I'm uh, studying, sorry. I started teaching at Wizard. They hired cool. me as a teacher. Yeah, so that yeah. was a good experience. So I think I was there for a year only. Nice. So, and then I got a job at an American company. Mm. So I uh, quit, I had to quit teaching, which, you know, at the time I, I, I was enjoying myself. I really, I always loved sharing what I knew I would always you know give tips to people how to learn so uh, when I started teaching it was really something that I, I found out that I enjoyed but I thought at the time that I had to follow a career in business because that was what I chose as a major and uh, I, 
you know, I, I thought that was my vocation, right? Mm -hmm. So I stayed for about, I think, two years and a half with that company. But then something, another story here, <laughs> something crazy <laughs> happened. My life is like that. Uh, I planned everything, but nothing that I planned happened. Um, we got involved, as soon as we came back from the States, we got involved with this religion. And uh, we decided after a while to go as missionaries. Ooh. Religious missionaries. So okay. we we uh, offered ourselves. We volunteered to become missionaries, and they sent us to. That's why I lived in Focantins. I told you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, a, in a very small town. So they would send us to small towns to take care of the uh, the church there, the community. Wow. And yeah, and. We were religious mis missionaries for like 15 years. <laughs> we lived like that. Yeah. Lucy, what's going on here? <laughs> I know, that, right? Wow. Okay. Okay. So 15 years as missionaries, as volunteers. As volunteers. So the yeah. church would um, provide to you, would give you whatever you, I mean. Yeah. They, yeah, they would provide rent and the, the mm -hmm. basic needs, but no salary, just uh, the, what we yeah, needed. Uh -huh. And uh, we would have to go wherever they would assign us to to go. So we lived in north, in the north of Minas Gerais first, then in Tocantins, and we went back to Minas Gerais. Yeah, that had city in Tocantins, you you had never heard, right? I had never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, there were three assignments all throughout these fifteen years, and it, it was a very enriching experience. Mm. It was very interesting. We learned a lot. We um, we met all sorts of people and mm. who became our very close friends and dear friends. Wow. So that's so yeah. nice. But then we decided to leave, and okay. um, we came back to you know let's put it this way the real world. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we had to uh, start all over. So where to start? What are we gonna do? We and my husband started looking for jobs, but nothing was coming. Mm. And we decided to teach English because that's what we knew what how to do. And yeah, we decided to become English teachers. Amazing. And we did. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, it's 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 it's. I mean. I've had experiences with, um, uh, how can I put that in a nice way here? Okay, so like I, I've, I've seen this happening more than once where people would dedicate a part of their lives to missions or, you know, whatever religious work. And then once reinserted back in, as you, as you <laughs> said, the, the real world, it would it would be difficult to to find anything because it was like a, a long time doing just volunteer mm -hmm. work for you know just for love and not for yeah. money or or anything like that so i'm glad you guys had had this skill yes and then my husband eventually got a job here in pará and that's mm. why we came here awesome great 
Yes. Yes. So, uh, and it was crazy because, uh, okay, he came here to work for this company, uh, which he's been working to this day. Mm -hmm. And uh, after a while, I started working there too, but in a different department, something okay. different. And because, again, I, I was a business administration sure. major, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought I had to build my career again. Yeah. And uh, but then I, I noticed that my I was losing my English because, look, for all this time during missionary years, I didn't have anybody to talk to. I would speak mm -hmm. English to God in my prayers. Mm -hmm. And uh, my husband never really cared uh, to speak English with me. I would speak English to him. He would answer in Portuguese. But, uh, yeah, so I was afraid to lose my English. So I started um, practicing again with some colleagues. Mm -hmm. And some of them were like, oh, please teach me English. And I started teaching them. Okay. And um, so that's how I I began uh, teaching again. Um, I would work during the day and teach at night and on weekends. I mean, on sun on Saturdays. Okay. But it, it was, and I I started noticing that I was super happy when I was teaching, <laughs> 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 to the point that I felt like I was not working. I was like, oh my god, I love this. Mm -hmm. And so it came to a point I had to make a decision because I was getting more students and my time was really hectic because I would work during the day, teach at night, and I had to make a decision. Okay, what am I going to do now? So I decided to quit my job and teach and become a teacher. But I wanted to start like learning first, right? I wanted to take a teacher train, training course right. um, and other courses just to learn all the ropes of the business first. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have time. And because people came, keep, kept coming and asking me, Lucy, I want to be your student, teach me English. Mm -hmm. And when I realized I had all these students that I never thought I would have, But I did take a few courses. I took uh, a few courses. I, I still take courses to this day. I cool. think we have to keep on developing yeah. our skills, our teaching skills. Mm -hmm. And I mean, most of my uh, teaching skills I learned as a missionary because I was a Bible instructor. Right, right. And you learn a lot when you cool. actually teach something, exactly. whatever you teach, right? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah. so I, I'm just so happy that I made that decision about almost two years. Of, yeah, two years ago. That's amazing. And I am just so happy because I really love what I do. I love teaching. That's an incredible story. It's just <laughs> so full so, of you know. I mean, there's hope for anybody who wants to <laughs> become a teacher, right? No, but still, I think like, man, um, we are like most of our listeners, guys, you guys are so young. And it's like, if you're, if you're in a bad place now, I mean, don't worry. Life is so freaking long. It's short, but at the same time, it's, it's, <laughs> it's long. You know what I'm saying? Look how much happened to you. <laughs> I mean, how many doors English opened for me, right? 
My goodness. That I, I could never dream of. I mean, when would I dream that I would go to an American university? That is that is never. Amazing. That I would graduate. If you would tell me, look, uh, you will graduate from an American university in your life. No, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. What you you're never know where English can take you. Right. Myself. It's true. And it's all like uh, it, you get experience from everything. I, I'm pretty sure like your students, they are man. They have a great teacher <laughs> teaching them because, you know, you just have so much to, to tell them and go like, guys, I've done this. I've been there. I've studied four years in an American university. That, that helps. <laughs> that just, you know, it's experience you, you get. <laughs> That's, oh my God. <laughs> and you know, something that I, if I can share with your listeners here, something that I think um, helped me. It was having the attitude that, look, uh, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I am. Because mm -hmm. when I accepted to go to attend an American university, um, in the first semester, I thought to myself, oh, my God, what am I doing here? I don't have yeah. this. I don't have enough English to be here, you right. know, uh -huh. because we always sell ourselves short, right? Especially yes. in a foreign language. We always yeah. think that we can do, we can't speak. But let me tell you guys, you can. Okay, just mm -hmm. believe in yourself and go for it. But of course, again, like Marcelo always says, and I told you that we think alike, right, Marcelo? Mm -hmm. You have to do the work. You have mm -hmm. to study every day. And I would study Every day. <laughs> Let me tell you, there was not a Sunday off. I mm -hmm. would study every... And you don't have to study a lot every day. Study a little bit. Yeah. But have contact with the language every day. That's, I think, it's uh, something you, you have to do. It. Yes, I agree with you. I think having contact with the language is key it's like you need key. to do it you have to do it because otherwise you will not learn it's <laughs> that simple uh but i don't know i think like guys it's not like man okay i am studying in this english school here so now i'm gonna learn it's it's not like that oh i'm i'm, I'm having classes with marcelo now now i'm gonna learn <laughs> no you won't if you if you don't study you are not going to learn and when we say study We mean like everything, but especially keeping in contact with the language. You need to listen to English every day. You need to be there and really internalize that. Because think, you are learning a different language. This is not math. It's not physics. It's yes. You are learning communication all over again. Mm -hmm. So you, got, you have to, you know, something has to switch here inside your head. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And, you know. And, and I mean, it's it's hard work, especially in the beginning, but then you get to a point that from that point on, it just keeps on getting easier and easier and more and more enjoyable. And you mm -hmm. really start having fun. And, and so just hang in there in the beginning. Don't give up. And what I tell my students all the time, use your English, no matter how little you speak of English, use the English you know, because yes. when you use the language, that's when you really acquire the language. Yes. I mean, you could learn and you could study and learn English and ace a test, but 
not speak, not communicate. So use right away. Don't wait. You know, oh, I have to wait because I don't have enough vocabulary. I don't care. Mimic. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, I tell my students all the time, like um, even the ones in the online um, course I have, it's like since day one, they have to send me an audio uh, telling them what they learn in the class, you know, and uh, and some of them are like, but teacher, I don't know how to do this. Just do it. Just do it. Just you got to start using the language because it's like you said, it's so important. Yes, definitely, definitely. That's yeah. a great idea, by the way. I love that. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? The, what, which one? The, the, audio, the audio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I actually, I, I actually uh, told some of my students, look, send me voice messages from now and again. Just yes. telling me how your day went, what you're doing, what you're planning for the weekend, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, uh, we do. I do audios and videos all the time. I'm like, okay, record a video introducing yourself. And you're like, teacher, I don't like cameras. I'm like, I don't care. Just do it. <laughs> Because you have to get out of your comfort zone somehow. And mm-hmm. of course, you, you need to um, make them understand that you're not going to share that with anyone. Like I watched the video and I deleted it immediately because I don't want that to go viral or anything because some of them are, you know, the person is learning. And you yeah. see those videos on the internet. I don't like sharing that, but mm-hmm. you know, you see like th- there's a video of two girls and they are talking to each other in English. It's pretty funny, mm-hmm. but you know, you can clearly see like they're basic level, like English students and mm-hmm. somebody posted that. It wasn't them. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my students, I'm like, Hey, you're not going to go viral. Like those, <laughs> those two, mm-hmm. I, I watch the video. I give you feedback and then I delete it immediately. Because uh, I don't want to run the risk of that happening. So, if you build a safe space like that, they will feel comfortable and just yeah. send you stuff. But I, I'm just thinking here, Marcel. If I had this opportunity when I was learning English, oh wow. my God, that would have been so great. Wow. I didn't have anybody to speak English with. I mean, yeah. I when I started learning, my sister was learning too, and we would practice. And you know what we, what we would do? Um, we would go to the mall, for example, and then we would bet. We'd make a bet. Okay, no Eng- no Portuguese. The first one who speaks a word in Portuguese is going to pay whatever. <laughs> so, and we really, you know, tried hard to speak English. And it was so much fun. And that's how I uh, lost the fear of speaking a foreign yeah. language. Because it is something very hard. You don't want to yeah. sound or look stupid. stupid. Mm-hmm. So there is a, 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 a how can I say, a, a, a real fear, but you have to go past that. Yes. And if you do, you will go far, right? True. That's it. Lucia, thank you so much for being here today. <laughs> Thank you, Marcelo. Thank you, Thank you for, for the invitation. Thank you for joining me. It was amazing. Your story is incredible. That's going to be the title of the episode, an incredible story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marcelo. I Thank really you. enjoy your work and keep on doing uh, all what you're doing because it really helps a lot of people. Oh, by the way, all my students follow you now, okay? Really? Thank you so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> I told them you have to follow him. Oh, <laughs> He has you, great content. You. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I um, 
Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Right. And keep safe. Give your wife my best. And uh, thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Will do. Thank you so much, guys. See you guys later. Thank you.